And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our weekly MMA power hour. Well, power half hour. <laughs> I mean, usually go like a half hour, 45 minutes here. It's a little bit of a, a slow news week this week, so shouldn't be that uh, that long today. But we do have a couple pay-per-views coming up. You got UFC Fight Night tomorrow night. And we also have Bare Knuckle Boxing back again with uh, Artem Lobov versus Jason Knight, the rematch from a few months ago. But before we get all get into the news here, uh, head over to Twitter, follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, as well as myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Head over to Facebook, like and share our page there, as well as our YouTube channel, if you guys could subscribe to there. And... If this is the first time you guys are listening to us here at Stay Tuned Sports on iTunes, Spotify, uh, we a- we actually just got added to Pandora uh, about three weeks ago, maybe about four, um, and tune in, Google Play, all pretty much anywhere you can find us. Um, do us a favor, click that follow button or the subscribe, whichever it, it says there for that app. We would much appreciate that as well. So, like I said, it's a little bit of a slow news week this week, but it did come out. UFC, there was some rumblings that UFC was going to cut Gilbert Melendez after his last fight from about a month ago or so, maybe maybe a little bit longer. And I did catch that fight. Um, He just looked old. I mean, he's 37 years old. He was one of the top 155 you know uh, 155 pound fighters uh he was a strike force champion had a hell of a fight with diego sanchez a couple years back but you know like most fighters father time catches up so pretty much gilbert even mentioned that this uh this cut was mutual he understands why ufc did it um, if you're not a big name star power <coughs> or bring you know big pay-per-view buys in you're not going to stick around and he wants to go to a a company that will let him do what he wants to fight you know if he wants to fight because he did insinuate that he he's still not sure what he wants to do he did I know uh, two years ago he took some time off. I believe it was from 2017 to a little bit earlier uh, this year. So he may take some time off, but if his last fight is any indication, I'm hoping he, he hangs the gloves up. I mean, he's not the, he's not the 155er that we used to see. Now, for any new UFC fans coming in, just to give you a little backstory about Gil- Gilbert uh, Melendez. 
he was with Strike Force before UFC bought Strike Force out, and he was the the 155 pound champion there. Had some good fights um, with that organization, and then in 2013 he came over to UFC as the Strike Force champion, who at that time for the UFC Benson Henderson was the 155 pound champion for UFC put that fight on to I guess in a way unify the, the belts that fight I did watch too that was a, a, a good fight um, very entertaining fight very close unfortunately Melendez lost by decision to Benson Henderson after that fight is when he fought Diego Sanchez and that was I mean I, I understand most fights that Diego fights in are all-out brawls but that was a hell of a fight too um, the grappling, the striking, everything. It, it was a, a hell of a fight. I'd put that up there even with uh, the Clay Guida-Diego Sanchez fight, which just got in, uh, inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame uh, a few months back. But unfortunately, after that fight, Melendez went on a, a five-fight losing streak, which led to his release earlier this week now where do I think he will go um, I mean possibly Bellator you know the law of USC fighters are heading over there I don't know if because the former UFC fighters that are signing there are seeing how the companies ran it's more about the fighters if that's why everybody's jumping over to there I don't see him going to one championship because that's, to me, is a promotion that's up and coming and looking to have younger talent to last a long time. Bellator seems like they're still trying to find those younger talents to kind of take the torch, you know, take the to- you know torch on or whatever from the the legends like the the Rory McDonald and the. Um, Chris Cyborg, who fights in January. You know, those type of old-time fighters. And it's kind of funny that you say old-time, but I mean, they're only 36, 37 years old. But when it comes to fighting, that's that's kind of old. You know, um, Daniel Cromier was just, a, is just a, a different breed of a champion. And even that, I don't know if you guys saw that, you know, Tyson Fury's been coming out saying he wants to jump in the the UFC octagon and take on some of these heavyweights. And Stipe Miocic came out and said he's actually more interested in fighting Tyson Fury in a boxing match than rematching Daniel Cromier. Now, I don't know if that's a a money stunt, trying to get some more money for the fight. I personally would much rather see Stipe fight, uh, fight Cromier. I'm not for this whole boxers coming to MMA and and trying to give it a shot but and and vice versa like Jorge Masvidal wants to fight Canelo Alvarez it just it ends badly you know the the fighters coming to the sport that they're not used to are just getting embarrassed and it just has to stop the at least the talk of the the cross promotions 
I don't know. If maybe that's because UFC is looking to get into boxing and maybe these UFC fighters are trying to help that cause to get some some momentum behind the the boxing, the, the UFC boxing, but just don't like the, the thought of boxers coming to MMA or MMA fighters going to boxing anymore. Connor and Floyd, I was good with that. Let's move on. Now, last week, if you guys seen or listened to the episode, um, I talked about Nate Diaz posting on Instagram about retiring. Now, I think we all may have jumped the gun a little bit here because Diaz came out and said he's not retired. Who, who said he's retired? All he said on his Instagram was, fuck a rematch. This shit was over before it started. I'm going out on tour. Peace out. Fight game. Everybody took that as him retiring as well as myself. You know, Nate Diaz is known to kind of go away for a couple of years and then um, come back for these big fights. You know, the Conor McGregor fight, Anthony Pez fight was his first fight back since the, the Conor McGregor second fight. And then he fought Jorge Masvidal just a few months later. I think he's going to be back. I don't know if he's going to be back anytime soon. I think he's going to pull a typical Nate Diaz. But it got me thinking, like... So he lost this one. He won against Pettis. He lost against McGregor, even though some people feel Diaz won. Me, personally, I thought Connor won it. I thought it was a very, very close fight, though. So I started thinking about who... Who could he fight coming off a loss and still be in that same ranking area? Right now, he's he's ninth ranked. And the first name that popped up for me was Robbie Lawler. He's coming off of the loss to Colby Covington. I actually want that fight. Um, a lot of people, you know, in this whole... BMF title came about. Everybody start doing their own little list of who are the BMFs of UFC. And a lot of people had Robbie Lawler on their list. So not saying start a division, a BMF division, but let's throw these two together. I mean, Lawler's got the knockout power. Diaz, he's a scrapper. And I'd be curious to see how Lawler would do on the ground if Diaz takes him down. Now, the one thing that Lawler showed in the, the Kobe Covington fight is, man, he got picked apart as far as striking. Yes, it was a, a slow, boring fight, but it was a smart game plan by Covington. Diaz also got picked apart. Yes, he lost all three rounds. To me, though, I think I really do believe that that third round, Diaz was starting to come come around. Not saying he was going to win the fight, but I wonder if Diaz 
could get the the striking advantage over Robbie Lawler. I think that'd be a, a definitely a fun fight to watch. And then, do you give him the Connor rematch? Let's just say Cowboy and Connor that that fight falls through, and Justin Gaethje and Connor falls through. Because I don't think uh, I don't think Gaethje has a a fight yet. Do you, you know, finish the trilogy? I I think honestly, the Robbie Lawler fight is the one to make over the Connor fight, just because Connor hasn't fought, hasn't won since 2016 that Diaz fight. Yes, it would sell a lot of pay-per-views, but I just don't think that's the fight to make. So we're going to take a quick little break here. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more UFC and some bare knuckle boxing that is this weekend. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your good friend Jibbo from Stay Tuned Sports. Are you looking to get into writing or putting out podcasts to give your hot takes or your opinion about certain subjects of the major sports or even e-gaming? Well, head over to bellyupsports.com and send the guys a message to get some information about how you could join our family. I've been part of the Bailey Up Sports family since February, and I'll tell you what. It's a, a bunch of great guys and gals help each other all out. And don't judge each other about what we put out there. So if you're interested, head over to bailyofsports.com. Send a message to the guys. We're looking for writers, editors, even podcasters. So again, that is bailyofsports.com. Head over there, message them, and even read some of our articles. Welcome back to Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here still. Um, so before we left for that quick little break there, I said about we got UFC fight night tomorrow as well as bare knuckle boxing. Going to give my UFC picks first because I want to talk a little bit about the bare knuckle boxing um, fight card that, I, that will be happening. So tomorrow night is UFC fight night. John Blakovich versus Ronaldo Sueza. Now, for a while there, we thought um, Blakovich was supposed to be the next contender for John Jones, but he came out earlier this week and said Reyes is going to be his next opponent. He thought about giving Corey Anderson his shot, but Corey Anderson's not going to get it. Said he's okay with sitting around and waiting for his next title shot even though after UFC 244 he threatened UFC to release him if he doesn't get a title shot so don't know what that's all about but I really think Corey Anderson's gonna get his ass whooped by John Jones anyways let's just be honest John Jones whether he's on PEDs or not he's a different talent for that division and 
yes, he's one of the best. But if he goes up to heavyweight and does the same thing that he did or is doing in light heavyweight, I think you have to say he's the greatest fighter in UFC history. I mean, yes, obviously he'll have the, the asterisk next to his name because of all the incidences that has happened in his career. But getting back on topic, like I said, there's some good fights here. Uh, to kick off the card, we have Marcus Perez versus Wellington Terma in the middleweight division. Another middleweight fight is Antonio Arreo versus Andre Munez. Then we have Charles Oliveira versus Jared Gordon. That's in the, the lightweight division. And then Mauricio Rua versus Paul Craig in the light heavyweight. So kicking off the card is Marcus Perez versus Wellington Terma. Um... I'm going to go with Perez here. Possible decision. I mean, last week's card, I think there was only one knockout. The rest all went to decisions. I understand not every card is going to be like UFC 244 with all the insane knockouts and things like that. But this card, there's maybe... I think there's going to be maybe one or two knockouts. The rest probably be decisions. And I think... The Perez fight is going to be a decision. After that, Antonio Aroa versus Andre Munez. I'm going to go with Aroa here. Um, again, these two guys, I'm not really sure if I've seen fight. Um, this may be one of their, their first main card fights. Because I don't have a UFC fight pass. So I don't really get to see the early prelims or the prelims when they're on there. Then we have Charles Oliveira versus Jared Gordon. I think actually this one could be a good fight. I'm going to go with Oliveira here. Just because I, I, the past couple fights, I mean, he, he has a, a nasty knockout. And then he had a, a submission win that was pretty impressive as well. Jared Gordon, he's tough. And I think this is going to be a good matchup for Oliveira. But I think Oliveira is going to pull this one out. And I think he's going to knock him out. I, I'm going to chalk this one up as one of my knockouts um, for this fight card. After that, we have Mauricio Rua versus Paul Craig. I've seen the, the weigh-ins, the ceremonial weigh-ins with Paul Craig having half of the blue face. He, he looks like a dude not to mess with. Even when he's joking, he looks like he he's, has like that that killer look so I'm, I'm actually gonna go with him with a with a knockout here then we have the main event with John Blakowicz versus Ronaldo Sueza Sueza to me I may have said this a couple episodes ago when he fought last he's he's like the Keith Jardine to me He's always getting right there, and he's he's just like a, a gatekeeper. Gets right there and, and trips up. And I think that's what's going to happen here with Sueza. I think he needs one more fight to possibly have a chance at a title shot. And I think if Jan wins this, he has to be considered the next title contender. Maybe even jump Corey Anderson. 
because he has he has some good knockouts, some good fights. Corey Anderson, you know, Dana White always says he's he's not a a needle pusher. So I think Jan wins this and may fight John Jones if he doesn't move up to heavyweight before then. Now UFC, I'm probably not gonna be watching because if you guys have listened to me since Bare Knuckle has come around, I've been behind the Bare Knuckle boxing train 100% the whole way. And I think it's gonna be another good card. You know, there, there really hasn't been one bad card yet. I always said the worst card it was still a good fight, a good card. And the main event is Jason Knight versus Artem Lobov. If you guys haven't seen their first fight, it was Artem's debut. And let me tell you, I, I think it definitely opened up Artem's, no pun intended, eyes. Because if you guys look and, and Google the pictures, they both got cut up. It, it, I think it definitely opened up Artem, his eyes to like, wow, this is, this is real. You know, this is nothing that you could patty cake around. But he ended up winning the first one by decision. And the rest of the fighters that are on this, uh, this fight card is Caleb Hurt, uh, Harris versus Jeff Chifsons. Joey Beltran is facing Chase Sherman for the heavyweight belt. Kenny Licia versus Harris Stevenson. And then Johnny Bedford versus Felony Charles Bennett. Or otherwise known as Crazy Horse. I'm actually surprised Bennett is back in there because his last fight, he broke both hands because he was throwing 100% power. And if you have watched any of these or watched any documentaries on bare knuckle boxing, they, they say you don't throw full power. You throw about 40%. And that's all you really need to knock somebody out if you hit the button the right way. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up to break your knuckles, break your hand, wrists, whatever. Now, Johnny Bedford, he's the champion for, I think, the lightweight division. Him and uh, Reggie Barnett just finished the tournament, the last pay-per-view. Bedford has speed, and he has really good defense. Uh, I don't know how, I mean, I, I want to say Bedford's going to win this, but I'm not curious, or I'm, I'm not sure how... Bennett is going to fight. Is he going to fight smarter now that he has one fight underneath his belt and now he knows how he has to adjust it? I mean, I'm going to go with Bedford for, with this one. And I think it's going to be a a knockout this time. <clears throat> Even though Bennett is a, a tough son of a bitch. In the Kenny Lassie and Harris uh, Stevenson fight, I'm going to go with Harris Stevenson here. Um, I think he made his debut two pay-per-views ago. And he, he looked okay. I, I think this may be the the down match, if you want to call it that. But I'm going to put him down as a, a decision winner. We also have Joey Beltran versus Chase Sherman for the heavyweight belt. Now, BKFC won. It was Joey Beltran versus Tony Lopez. Another outstanding fight. And that's what really 
Kind of got me behind Joey Beltran. Kind of a fan. Chase Sherman fought Sam Shoemaker, I believe, uh, two or three pay-per-views ago. Pulled out the win by decision, but didn't look that impressive. Somehow he got a heavyweight title shot uh, last pay-per-view, and he looked 100 times better. His defense was a lot better. His movements. He's younger, so I'm actually going to go with him. Because Beltron does have the tendency to be leaning forward, doesn't have that great of a movement. And I think if Chase Sherman could like stick and move, he could land an uppercut and put Beltron out. So I'm going Chase Sherman with a knockout. Then we have Caleb Harris versus Jeff Chiffins. Now Caleb made his debut last pay-per-view as well. And made quick work of his, his opponent. It was one of the nastiest knockouts. I, I really thought the dude was dead. It almost, the, the knockout almost looked like the Gregor Jalipsy Kevin Lee fight from two weeks ago. I mean, I really thought it was the first dead guy in BKFC, but very impressive. He's hoping to, I, I saw that um, he was quoted to say, basically he's going to prove that he wasn't a one-hit wonder and that he deserves to stick around bare knuckle boxing then it's the main event Jason Knight versus Artem Lobov not saying Artem has finally found a sport that fits him and he's really really good at yes he's undefeated to me you gotta take away his last fight his last fight was Pauly Maljanaji and Pauly should not have been in there the first fight with Jason Knight, like I said, it was a hell of a fight. And I don't expect this to, to, to match that first one, but I could see it matching it pretty damn close. And I'm actually going to go with Jason Knight on this one. He just, he's, he's just all in on bare knuckle boxing. He used to be a UFC fighter. Fought in some other promotions, but he just sounds and looks like he's more comfortable in this style of fighting than in MMA. So I'm going with Jason Knight by decision. Setting up the Jason Knight Artem Lobov trilogy. So like I said, guys, it was a little slower week for news. Hope you enjoy this show. Before we go, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Head to our Facebook page. Like and share our page there as well as our YouTube channel. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, Google Play, all the major platforms out there. If you head over to Twitter, we actually have our um, Teespring page pinned on the our main profile click that i mean christmas coming up i'm sure you know your friends and family want some stay tuned sports merchandise not just t-shirts they have other things there hoodies stuff like that purchase some there we would much appreciate it until next week this is your good friend jimbo signing out